I'm allowed to give holier than thou advice <laughs> and also be much less holy than than thou. Let's let's. Well, you think every <laughs> think every therapist is an angel. Dear Shandy, welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello, Charlene. <laughs> You're using my full name today. Which always sounds weird. It does. But I think it's important because I've noticed that some people, I think newcomers, seem to think my name is Shandy. Huh. <laughs> I guess if you really just don't know anything about anything. Us, I guess. <laughs> anyway, no judgment, but now once and for all, my name is Charlene and Shandy is a play on our names. And I don't think that Shandy is an actual person's name. I feel like there's probably people out there named Shandy. Hmm. I suspect that of our many listeners and viewers, there is not a single Shandy. Really? Okay. I mean, it would be amazing if there was. I would think that they would have spoken up already. That's true. That's the only reason why I think you might be right. But yeah. let's uh, let's ask them, Shandies. Are any of you named Shandy? Hmm? <laughs> Let us know. We want to know. That was quite the tangent. Yes. But but we have questions to get we do. to. Shall More we? More importantly. Yes. yes. All right, this first question is from When Casper Flakes on Wendy. Mm. Dear Shandy, greetings from New England. First, I just want to say that I love your show slash podcast. I love it when people call it a show. A show. It is a show. <laughs> I appreciate the lighthearted nature of your responses and overall radical honesty. Mm. Wow. I'm hoping you'd be able to offer some insight on my situation. I'll keep it short and sweet. I'm a 31-year-old woman, and I got out of an emotionally toxic relationship about five months ago. Days later, I went away for a work trip and hit it off with one of the guys that had recently joined our company. It was a very sweet and innocent slow burn. I wasn't even aware I was being pursued until he held my hand for the first time. Aw. No. Seriously, I thought I had just connected well on a friendship level. I have more guy friends than female friends, so I didn't really think anything of it. Eventually, his actions expressed that this was indeed a romantic interest, and I admit it slowly became mutual. For the past two or three months, we've talked almost every day. We recently slept together for the first time and became a lot closer the following couple of weeks after. Then something shifted in his energy, and I was hearing from him less often every day. So I guess... Wait, she was still hearing from him every day, but just less often? I It's sort of hard to parse that, but yeah. I'm guessing that just... Just in, less frequently. To paraphrase, <laughs> yeah. they slept together and he stopped communicating as well. Well, I guess, but she says they got closer for the couple of weeks after and then his energy shifted. Right. Soon yeah, we that's went... interesting. Yeah. Interesting arc. Yeah. You would think that if it were to happen, it would happen yeah. sooner. That's very interesting. <laughs> Soon we went a whole 24 hours without contact, which hasn't happened since we met. I did reach out to see how he was doing. I got a very general platonic response, such as, hey, I'm good. How are you? Ooh, no one wants to hear that. I, <laughs> I was annoyed at this because, well, really? We slept together and this is all you have to say? I like to think I'm a fairly confident person. Even with my ex, I knew it was time to end the relationship for good because we simply did not bring out the best in each other. I have a great job. I'm independent. And for the most part, I know what I want out of life. However... I'd be lying if I said this didn't reopen some old wounds. In my early 20s, I had an experience where a guy ghosted me after having sex. I really liked him and felt horrible when he did that. 
I can't help but think that history is repeating itself and it's painful going through it again. My mind is all over the place. Because of my recent breakup, it almost feels like back-to-back heartbreak, if not rejection. So while I was getting ready to pick up the pieces again in order to move forward, he texts me out of the blue and asks what I'm doing today. As if his bouts of radio silence weren't the elephant in the room. My question is this. What the fuck just happened? Mm -hmm. Why did he just abandon ship? Why would he text me and not just leave it be? I don't get it. And what do I do now? So much for short and sweet, LOL. Seriously, any insight would be appreciated. Give it to me straight. Sincerely, Mm. when Casper flakes on Wendy. It's a good title. Yeah. So just what are their ages again? I think I missed that. She's 31. She didn't give his age. Ah. Mm. That's that's critical. When Casper flakes on Wendy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, ages. I want to know his age. It's okay. Let's just assume he's her age. Let's for for argument's sake. I I, since I don't have that information, I can't base anything on that. Yeah, we're gonna assume he's between twenty nine and thirty five. Yeah. Okay. Nothing weird. Yeah. So there's two types. I'm just. Do you want? Do you mind? No, she wants it straight. Give it to her. There's two types of. Sex than ghost. Okay. Um, there's one where you all you wanted was sex. Yeah. And when you got it, unless it, uh, you know, if it wasn't the most mind blowing sex, yeah, where you, you want imagine, more. Yeah. yeah. It's mission you're accomplished. Like, like, mission accomplished. Yeah. This person wants more. I don't. I got what I wanted. I'm gonna casually exit. Yeah. Um, then there's another kind, which is more nuanced. Yeah. I know what you're gonna say. Are you sure? Because I, it's going to be think, where the guy wasn't into the sex. Mm, that's kind of part of number one. That's, oh, really? That's, that's a version of number one. Oh. You're either not into the sex or the sex was good, but it wasn't like so great that you're willing to like continue to try to pursue some casual okay, relationship. Okay, I see what you're saying. It's in general, it was sex driven. Yeah. But I still think that a guy could be sincerely interested in a woman. And then when the sex is not what he hoped it would be, yes, that causes him to lose interest. in this situation, that makes no sense. Because, because why would was... the sex have been bad and suddenly he got really closer to her? Yeah, and, yeah, and for su- a couple of weeks. Okay. I think I know what happened and it's number two scenario. He met someone else? Not exactly. That's a potential third scenario, but I don't think that's the situation here. Okay. And this has happened to me before. So you meet someone, you like them <laughs> you want to have sex with are you them. choosing your words carefully very, being very careful here and you have sex with them and the sex is is fine it's, it's either fine good it's somewhere in the fine to very good area okay totally uh, serviceable at that at least okay but the person you're with likes you faster and harder than you are willing to like them okay so what happens is is you are like oh this was good sex i like this person and you know let's kind of take it easy see what happens you're not like lightning bolt this is it i'm marrying this woman having kids with her but you you like them and you're willing to explore but they come on very strong and make it like you're immediately in a relationship like a big relationship and what happens is, is that you naturally, after the sex, you're like, oh, this is great. This is exciting. Let's try this out. And suddenly you realize, like, possibly two weeks later, yeah. that you're like, whoa, like, I'm in a am I like 
basically about to get married to this girl. Like what's what happened? Suddenly I'm in like a serious relationship. This is not what I planned. And you out of panic, call it what you want. Mm -hmm. You pull out. Okay. And you fade off. So what I don't, okay, sorry. So what (laughs) happens then is that once you feel like you've successfully kind of taken it from fifth gear down to like second gear, then you may come back and test the waters and be like, Hey, maybe I could turn this into something more casual that I can then feel more comfortable with and maybe move onwards from. And you may send a text like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? And sort of get a feel for how willing they are to sort of take it down a few notches. This is exactly something that happened to me. Oh, wow. So, so okay. I know you're going to disagree with no, me and I, come up how, with theories. About, I'm not in a position. I don't I cannot I disagree. I'm telling with you, you this, this happens because it happened to me and I don't think I'm a freak. So. I, I remember this. This was a, a, a very, very memorable relationship I had where I liked the girl. I had sex with the girl. The sex was good. I suddenly was very fast in a clear, like, I love you level relationship. Yeah. And literally approximately two weeks later, I was like, I got to get out of this. Okay. this. I don't know how this happened. Like, this is too much too fast. What? And she was not happy at all. Okay. And I don't blame her. Yeah. But I was freaking out. I was like, whoa, how did this happen? Like, this was fun and nice. And suddenly I'm like, uh, like, basically we're living together almost. Like, I, I was not ready for it. Whoa. She was not the one. I, I, I was 90% sure she was not the one. Yeah. But even if there was a slight chance she was the one, I wasn't ready for what happened. But so that's the thing. I think you just nailed it right there when you said she wasn't the one. Because it's safe to say that assuming you don't have an avoidant personality or attachment style or, you know this is very popular to talk about attachment styles but assuming that's not just going to happen to you every single time that if you really did feel she was the one that you would not have had that reaction two to three weeks later that's correct what what what, what case what's her name <laughs> when casper flakes on wendy wendy <laughs> what wendy can rest easy with okay. is that this is probably not her forever relationship Oh, yes. That's the short answer here. But yes, definitely. If she wants to dangerously pursue a casual relationship with this guy, that's her prerogative. I would suggest she doesn't. Yeah. But I can tell you that in my situation, I did the exact same thing. When the dust settled, I think it was kind of the other way around. Like, I not not to be. This is like very. I know I'm going to get shit for this, but she (laughs) reached out. Okay. And I reciprocated, which I shouldn't have. Okay. I reciprocated. Is she's like, hey, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm alone or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh well, hey. yeah, why not? You know, yeah. see what happens. And I slept with her again. Oh, and that was a very bad move. I was young. It was a very <laughs> bad move. That was a terrible decision. Not judging you, not judging. Not judging, <laughs> but there was a terror. You can judge. I can be judged. It was a terrible. I mean, she decision. also did reach out, which yeah. She reached out, but it doesn't matter. I reciprocated. I wasn't. I wasn't like, no, no. We really need to keep distance. Like she reached out. It doesn't matter if he reached out or she reached out. It's the same kind of thing. Like I reciprocated willingly, yeah. and I went to sleep with her, and that was a big mistake. Yeah. But what I was thinking was, hey, I like this girl. She's cool. We had good sex. She's, it's way too attached. It got, it got way too attached. Yeah. But now maybe she's like, oh, let's have like a friends with benefits thing. And I was like, sweet. Wait, so here's my question. When it, when you did have sex again, did it become that? Or- no, it became her being more attached. Oh, wow. And then it became a very bad situation. Okay. So <laughs> moral of the story is it doesn't really happen that way. No, it's not a good idea. It can't look, I, I think there's 
not the same exact situation, but there have been situations where I have had what seemed to be going towards a relationship, then back off, and then a few weeks or months later became sort of this casual relationship so that, that went on happened. for a long time. Okay. That has happened, but this is not that situation. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I know what happened here, and okay. I think it's the situation that happened with me. You can make the theory that he met somebody else in the interim, but that's like, you're just like, throwing darts yeah, like yeah, you don't yeah. know enough to say that that's yeah. possible anything's it's very possible. possible he could have gotten a terrible disease diagnosis you have no idea yeah, what yeah. happened yeah i mean I, it's not that i don't i actually trust what you're saying and i think that's very likely what happened i guess what i just don't like about that is it sort of puts the onus on the woman to not be so attached after she has sex when from oh. a hormonal standpoint she is going to be more attached yeah and he was pursuing her for ages before they finally got together oh. it's just sort of irksome that she finally gives in and then give gives him that level of I, commitment and emotional I, attachment and i am like, judging Ugh. him i am judging him <laughs> and i am judging younger me yeah, yeah. for the way i behaved i am judging myself big time there was the worst thing i ever did i think of all the things really? i did that that was bad because i knew you did some bad things <laughs> hey let's take it easy no need to discuss but she i knew how she felt about me and i wasn't careful enough yeah and not, it's not like every woman I've ever dated wants, you know, yeah, wants to marry me. Yeah. I'm just saying this was a particular situation where I knew that she was very into And you're this. like, oh, maybe it can be casual. And then that backfired. You have to be careful with situations like that. What he did was, is he, I think, he felt the heat and he pulled right out of the kitchen without considering at all the fact that she might be really upset. Yeah. Hurt. Yeah. Okay. So... Our advice for Wendy, because he is reaching out again, yeah. I guess pretty much only respond if what you want is what you're painting here, which is a really casual yes. relationship. I don't personally think you should, based on how I no. expendable I think he has treated you, expendably he has treated you. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't want to give that guy another minute of my time because uh, it's uh, like... <laughs> I, I agree, but out of pure, and I respect human curiosity, and I think to satiate her curiosity, which I'm sure she has an abundant yeah, amount I of mean, regarding she wrote, this. she wrote into a podcast. So I would, as alternate to what you suggested, which I think is the proper path, I would consider meeting up with him in a non-sexual way uh -huh. to have a debriefing and get some closure, at least some information from him. I I don't think that... Yeah, I, but do we really think this guy's going to be honest? That's the thing. Is he really going to be like, well, I got scared and you're gonna I ran get away? Some, well, he's going to be put in a corner, but you're not in bed. He's not going to have... Set, you're in a situation. It's a neutral place. You're in a neutral area. You're not near a bed. You're not at a bar at you know two in the morning. You're sitting, having a coffee, chatting. When you say, so what's up? Like, what happened with the... You kind of just drifted off. What is he going to do? He has to come up with an answer. Right. Okay. I guess, I mean, I find this answer, I, I, I can see why you're giving this advice because there is a sort of comeuppance right. it's sort of like putting him on the spot and asking him what was up. But I also can't help but wonder if when you were the guy in the situation, if you would have like, what would you have said to this? Would you have been honest? I would have. Oh man, that's a good question. Put me on the spot. Well, because you're giving sort of holier than thou advice by saying that she should do that, but I'm allowed to give holier than thou <laughs> advice and also be much less holy than than thou. Let's let's. Well, you think every uh, <laughs> think every therapist is an angel? Come on. 
I guess my point is, had that girl done that to you, how honest would you have been? Or would you have been like, oh, work has gotten crazy lately. Oh, yeah, things have been, this happened. I I do not practice what I preach in all circumstances. (laughs) And in this instance, I did not practice what I preach. However, I tried my best to explain to her that I just wasn't ready for this. Did you just yawn and speak at the same time? I don't know. That was impressive. I kept expecting a yawn to come and then you just overcame it. No, I think there was actually a burp forming and and I suppressed it as I was speaking. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, it was a little distracting, but it's gone now. (laughs) It's the burp that never was. So those are the two two options for Wendy. First is don't reply. That's that's what I would do. And second is if you really, really, really want to try and put him on the spot and get some sort of explanation, you can, but make sure it's like daytime, no drinks, and you can sort of hold him accountable and see what he comes up with. But I I do think no matter what he comes up with, it's not going to be the cold, hard truth. You never know. She may get it. She's going to get something. Yeah. And, and if she's a good detective, even if he's bullshitting, she'll probably be able to read the truth out of it. So I, I think there's not enough mo- emotional damage here because of the, the short the duration of this situation yeah. that for her to be worried about seeing him again. Okay. That's what I meant to say. I, I really want to wrap this one up, but I ha- I don't totally agree with you on that because she was recently out of this five this emotionally toxic relationship and then this, I think, sort of piled on the the turmoil that she felt from that. Okay. I, I think that she's more frail than you think. So she has to make a judgment call then. Yeah, I don't think it's wise. This guy, why give a person who has chipped away at your self-esteem so considerably worth your further time and, and I, emotional investment? As, as I said, which I, is she, even if she's going in daytime coffee and she's you know not going to sleep with him and is like, what did, what was up with that? A, the odds of him giving a remotely satisfying answer are slim to none. Mm. And B, she's still going to, to bring it back to that Amy Chan episode, Breakup Boot Camp, she is going to continue to reinforce the neuropathways of attachment towards this guy. Yeah, I, I think you are right. Yes. As I said, I think she, she should take path one, which is just yeah. goodbye. Move yeah. on with your life. Always, always a great call. Yeah. I'm just saying, if she feels that if she, as an adult, really sits with herself and says, I feel emotionally ready to see this guy and to try to get some answers Mm -hmm. and I can handle it. If she really, really believes that, it might be worth a shot. All right. But otherwise, take path one. I agree. Okay, moving on. Yes. All right, Wendy. I love how we're just calling her Wendy now. She is Wendy. Yeah, the guy is Casper. Mm. The ghost. Oh, I get it now. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. (laughs) Now I get it. Yeah. Yeah, So Wendy, it's clear, I think, how we feel. Yeah. There's going to be someone out there who doesn't do this to you and who values you and who doesn't run for the hills after two weeks. Yep. Good luck. All right. This next question is from CL. Dear Shandy. I've loved listening to your Bachelor recap episodes, but now I'm turning to you for your thoughts and advice on dealing with this new guy in my Ah, life. Another one. Yeah. We use the recaps to lure you in. lure them in. (laughs) I'm 24 and currently in grad school. I met a guy through a dating app who is 37 years old. Our first date at a cocktail bar went extremely well. We had great banter and shared the same sense of humor, and overall, it was a fun date. We went back to his apartment where I stayed the night. In the morning, we got coffee and breakfast together before going our separate ways. 
To give you an idea of what his humor is like, later that night, I texted him a thank you for a fun night, and he responded with, oh, crap, I thought I blocked you already. (sighs) He followed it up with a thank you in return and called it, quote, phenomenal sex. That weekend, he picked me up for another date at a restaurant, and afterwards, we went back to his apartment and hooked up again. While laying in bed together the next morning, he began to tell me about his best friend and their friend who is in her 30s and single. I guess because they're both single and in their 30s, his best friend thinks they should date. Okay, so I guess the best friend thinks this guy, the 37-year-old, should date the, the single friend. Right. Yeah, it was. Right. It, I, I got confused. No, I, 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 it was confusing, but that also is odd, but go ahead. <laughs> he told me he had no interest in going out with her because, and I quote, you and me were like a seven or eight, but she's like a four, and Ooh. I'm just not attracted to her. A lot of wrong things oh there. Oh, my God. <laughs> then, as an aside, he said, sorry if you thought you were a nine or ten. Oh, this guy. I don't want to seem vain or so insecure that he would rate me a seven or eight, but what the fuck? First, I didn't ask to be rated on my physical attractiveness, nor did any other woman in his life. Second, when I'm lying naked with him in bed after sex, I expect him to rate me a nine or ten. And if he doesn't think so, why not keep that to himself? And third, I hate that he even took the time to come up with a rating for me and the other woman. Am I overreacting over this silly rating? Was he just trying to make a joke or did he truly mean what he said? He has a dark sense of humor and even asked me to marry him as an opening line on the dating app. I don't like that at all. I don't like any of this. No. So I know he often says things without really meaning it, but it really bothered me that he rated me so low and that he would rate attractiveness at all. Should I even bring this up with him next time we talk, or am I being insecure and hung up on something small? Thanks for taking the time to read this. Any thoughts or advice you have is much appreciated. CL. Okay, just as an as unrelated to her situation, I'm going to give a very well earned piece of advice to all men out there. Okay. Okay. If the answer is not ten. <laughs> Do not give a woman you're sleeping with a number grade. Or any woman. Do not give a woman a number grade if the answer is not 10 under any circumstance whatsoever. Also, definitely don't ever do that unprompted or un... Wait, Don't what's do the word it. I'm looking for? Prompted, unprompted, uh, requested. Something else. Like if a woman doesn't specifically ask, what number do you think I am? No, <laughs> it's always a ten. It doesn't matter what number she is. Everyone, look, everybody has a number in their head, even if they don't care That's about what thing. you look like. If the number is not a ten, do not give a woman a number grade. Please, yeah. do not do that. I've learned the hard way. Really, not a good move. Oh, did you also do that? I didn't do that. He did it worse. But I'm saying I've done that. I've said like a nine or something. And I realized nine is not a good answer either. Yeah. I had an ex-boyfriend tell me I was a nine once and I was like, what? Thank you. (laughs) It's not a good move. It's the best piece of advice I can give you. Most men are never going to do this or not going to be this stupid. But I'm telling you, all women are 10 if you say it. I have a lot of issues with this. First is the unprompted nature of it. She did not ask to be rated. And I feel like his cop-out would be, well, I included myself in that rating. 
So I said you were a seven or eight, and I also said oh, I was a seven or eight. Such a big That's guy. a total cop out that is un, not related to this. So I just want to get that out of the way. He is, I think, there's a form of negging here that I am not into at all. It was completely unnecessary for him to say this on any level. He at most could have just said, I'm not attracted to her. Period. She's not my type. To bring in numbers and then bring her number into it is what purpose does that serve unless it's to cut her down in some way there's several things going on here one for one thing he's exhibiting cockiness and not confidence and there's a big difference okay his sense his sense of humor Mm -hmm. which is not which by the way i have there are other issues here too in terms of sense of humor is is a form of first of all it's a form of emotional his emotion he's walling off his emotions yes. he's trying to be hard but he's also being cocky yeah, not yeah. confident he's like look how look how look at me oh, yeah I, oh, yeah look i'm so my humor is yeah. so edgy i thought i yeah. blocked you already ha 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 like yeah. that that is the most unsophisticated humor all he's doing is shock value humor well it's it's hard nagging as you said and also he's it's a form of it's a form of interaction that i'm guessing a man would commit to with a woman he's not that serious about 100 because he's basically and look this guy has a weird bad sense i don't like his, his style sense of at humor all is Every, very gross everything is wrong with his sense of humor but what he's doing is is he saying i'm willing to risk this i don't care if you don't like me calling you a seven or if you don't like me nagging you or saying all these jokes about me blocking you and this nonsense i don't care because i'm willing to roll the dice but this doesn't mean that much to me trust me when this guy meets his person yeah, he's gonna be yeah. much softer he's gonna be like oh this and that and yeah. this poems and trust me he's not gonna be nagging the no, shit out of that girl so such a good point would he make these these quote unquote i don't i don't even want to say edgy because that's too flattering but these sort of you know, for lack of a better word, edgy jokes. Yeah. If he was really worried that it would offend her or that he could lose her over exactly. it. Exactly. You're making a good point. CL. And, and again, I have done this in a way smoother way. Okay. <laughs> but I, I have acted cavalier with my humor with women who I wanted. It was my way. And this is when I was very young and I was didn't know how to do things properly. But it was my way of telling them this is casual. Well, I mean, maybe it isn't the wrong way to do it to have that kind of cavalier humor because really you are setting a tone for the relationship. No. I don't know if that's necessarily a reflection of youth and not knowing what you're doing. I actually think it could be quite effective. But I think it's important for CL to realize what you're saying right now, which is that this humor, it's not his sense of humor. He is setting the tone of what their, in, what their relationship is. Right. It's not great humor. He's, it's not that funny, no. but that's not the point. Whether it's funny or not, it's not the point. The it's point shock is shock value. I dated a guy like this. Yeah, I did. He's setting the tone. Yes. I dated a guy like this when she said his opening line was him want, asking to marry her. Yeah. I dated a guy that was very much like that. Like after the first date, he was like, well, I already know I'm marrying you. Like that kind of like, oh, do you laugh? Like is I guess it's designed to make you think that he thinks that this is something really exciting and serious and unlike anything else he's ever experienced. Right. Like I guess on the dating app, you know, that's supposed to suggest that he's never seen another profile like hers. But I guarantee you he's doing this with everyone. Yeah. This Just is his like thing. he has not. There is no way that he has never used that I thought I blocked you line before. And I'll tell you something, when he meets his his one. I promise you the opener is not going to be I thought I blocked oh, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, he's going to tread a lot more carefully. CL, I don't think you're overreacting to the number thing. I feel like we start talking about a different thing. The number thing's just obviously gross. And, it, by, and by the way, I'm not vilifying this guy. I want to make it clear that, you know, oftentimes you're like, oh, I'm you go against him. You always go against the guy too hard. This guy might be perfectly fine. I'm just saying, I don't love his sense of humor. I think it's annoying, but that's not the point. He may be a decent human being. What he's, what I want to make clear is my takeaway is that he's setting a tone of casualness with you. He's setting a tone that he's willing to lose you. He's willing to be risky with his words. He's willing to be not vulnerable with you. Mm -hmm. He wants to make a clear line between a serious relationship and a casual relationship. And the way he does it is with this blunt and very borderline offensive Humor. He's forcing her to either react and be offended and be that woman who's offended or easily right. offended or to sweep it under the rug and be easygoing. You know, he's he's I think it's a red flag to introduce that so early on that yeah. kind of material where you're sort of like, do I say something? Am I am I being uptight or not easygoing? I I. I am vilifying this guy. I, I, mm. I am. I All don't. Right. I think the other humor. Okay, you can be like, okay, that's in poor taste. It's kind of weird to make that joke. But the number thing is just gross. It is. And look, we're not on our high horses saying that no one has numbers. Like you said, we all have numbers for each other and for other people. And it's not like we're all walking through life like, oh, looks don't matter. We don't see right. these things. Right. <laughs> But to give a woman a rating that, again, is not a 10, she's in bed. They'd had sex the it's night totally before. What is wrong with him? But again, to his defense, and it's not a hard defense. I'm just saying, I'm trying to explain the reality of it, is I think it's a survival mechanism yeah. that he uses to distance this from a serious relationship. Yes. To be like, I'm going to neg you. I'm going to make these crass jokes. I'm going to be extremely honest yeah. in ways that you wouldn't be with honest. someone that you wanted to be with forever. Yeah. And... This is what's happening. I promise you this is what hap what's happening. And if it's not happening, you probably don't want to be with this guy. It sounds like really it sounds well, you don't like annoying be to be with this person for a long time. You don't want to be with this person either way. Right. Because either he's saying a tone of casualness, unless she also wants something this casual, which I don't really get the feeling is the case. Yeah. She's writing into a podcast. Yeah. Then you don't want to be with him because he clearly has it in that category in his head. Or if he's not trying to set the tone and this is just his personality. That's what I'm saying. You're it's, stuck with this guy who's going to be making these jokes forever. It's going to get so annoying. Okay, so she said, number one, is she overreacting over this silly rating? I don't think she is. I don't think so either. She said, was he trying to make a joke or did he truly mean what he said? Uh, I probably think a bit of both. I think a hundred percent both. Yeah. I don't think he doesn't think she's a seven or an eight. I think he also thinks of himself as a seven or an eight. And he probably also thinks this woman is a four. I think all of the above are true, but that doesn't mean that because he was being honest, that that makes him a good partner. There's a difference between being honest and an asshole. Regardless of whether this guy's an asshole, has a good sense of humor or a bad sense of humor, is a cool dude. Would you tell your forever partner that she's a seven or an eight? No. Even if she was a seven or an eight, yeah. why would you say that? Yeah, I think what we're focusing on more is what this represents about the relationship. Right. Well, she's more hung up on, was he telling the truth? Was this a joke? Am I overreacting? Am I a seven or an he eight? He was telling the truth. And I'm not saying you're a seven yeah, or an yeah, eight. Yeah. 
But I'm saying that he thinks you're a seven or eight. Yes. And more importantly, what we're focusing on is not the number rating. It's the fact that this says something about the dynamic of your relationship and the tone he's setting. And that should tell you all you need to know about this. 100%. This is hookup material. He wants a hookup. He wants a continuous hookup. And maybe she does too. You know, he called it phenomenal sex. I guess the sex is great. I don't think the best sex in the world is worth cutting down your self-esteem over and Mm -hmm. it's already taking its toll on her and it's super early. So in my opinion, extricate yourself, but uh, you know, it's tough to tell someone to stop having phenomenal sex. Yeah, that's, watch out. Only extricate yourself if you feel like you're emotionally unable to continue a casual relationship with this person. Yeah, but she said, am I being insecure or hung up on something small? No, I don't she, think you have to be insecure to be like, what the hell was that? It doesn't matter whether it comes from a place of insecurity or, you know, like you're offended or you just don't find it funny. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. You caught on to something that's important. This guy is not treating this relationship seriously. Yes. Period. Period. And who knows? Maybe CL, that's all she wants out of it. But again, hookup or serious relationship, whatever it is, anything that cuts down your self-esteem to the point where you're writing into a podcast asking if you're being insecure. Right. Watch out. Need I say more? Watch out. Be careful. Yeah. Good luck, CL. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message about the bodysuit I am wearing, the brand that makes it. This Mm. is not our first time talking about Frankly Apparel, but (laughs) you're like, ooh, shoulders. Mm, yeah. Isn't that funny shoulders? Men love skin. They really do. Yeah, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. <laughs> skin is good. Anyway, Frankly Apparel, they make clothes that you can wear without a bra. And so this one has a wonderful lined shelf built in, very supportive. And I just love their stuff because everything's made in the U.S., in factories that are ethical and provide fair wages. And it's a small woman-owned company. And yeah. And you, and you like it because my boobs look good in it. <laughs> I, I feel like my performance in these, frankly, ads is not up to snuff because I am always so distracted. Yeah. I mean, my girls look good, supported, and best of all, no bra. Should I show the back again? So the back crisscross, you can tell from the back that I'm not wearing a bra. Catch that? What or do you it? think they're questioning? Like, they're like no, that's got to <laughs> like, be a bra. That's impossible. <laughs> All right. So go to franklyapparel.com slash Shandy to save $15 off your first order. That's franklyapparel, F-R-A-N-K-L-Y, apparel.com slash Shandy. All right. This next question is from Anonymous. Dear Shandy, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I've listened to every episode, in some cases, more than once. Wow. You two always have the best takes, and now I find myself in a sticky relationship dilemma of my own. I'm hopeful that you'll be able to help. Last summer, a few months after quarantine had started, I met a great guy online. He was super charming and smart, and we quickly started FaceTiming each other multiple times a week for four plus hours at a time. Ooh, a lot of bandwidth. I'm very introverted, so the fact that I could talk to him for so long without feeling drained afterwards was completely disarming. Things were a little awkward when we first met in person, but we slowly got to know each other, first in parks, then over weekly wine and pizza on my balcony. Over time, we developed an amazing friendship that eventually blossomed into a romantic relationship. The next several months were great. 
So great that this past spring, when he needed to move out of his place and I needed a new roommate, we made the ultimately ill-fated decision to have him move in with me. Intellectually, I understood that moving in together out of convenience was a bad idea, but we got along so well that it didn't seem like it would be an issue. Then, maybe a week before he was set to move in, I started to get freaked out. I had never really lived with a guy before, and I worried that he would expect me to cook and clean for him because I don't work a typical 9 to 5 like he does. I'm a grad student, and he works for an advertising agency. I shared these concerns with him and he was really understanding. He told me that moving in together was only going to make my life easier, that we would share household duties, that he would bring me coffee every morning, etc. Sounds good. Once he moved in, it became pretty clear almost immediately, at least to me, that we had made a mistake. Oh, nice. I was too distracted to work while he was home, which was all the time since our city was still shut down. He started a new position that had him working crazy hours, and the romantic aspects of our relationship essentially disappeared. On top of that, because of his demanding new job, he had no time to shop, do laundry, or clean, the burden of which obviously fell on me. Oh, dear. During all this, the fact that we would need to sign a lease together in September was hanging over my head. Up to that point, he had been essentially subletting from my previous roommate who needed to move out before her lease was up. I was entering the final year of my PhD program, which I knew would be incredibly stressful, and I didn't see how I would be able to get through it with our living situation as it was. I was also frustrated with the fact that he had stopped putting effort into the romantic side of our relationship, even after I had told him that it was a problem for me. So, after a lot of consideration, I made the difficult decision to break up with him. There were a few tough weeks. He was understandably hurt, but eventually we fell into a good rhythm. We both still enjoyed each other's company, so we stayed close friends. We spent virtually all of our free time together for the next two months, and he even met my parents and had multiple meals with us when they came to visit. This is interesting. (laughs) Here's the issue. Once he moved out at the beginning of September, the gravity of our breakup finally hit me. Mm. I don't regret asking him to move out. There was so much working against us, and I really do need to be able to focus on my work this year. But I wish we could go back to dating like we did before he moved in. I realize that this seems pretty selfish, but the entire time we were broken up while living together, he would constantly try to cuddle and make jokes about us eventually getting married. So it seemed like he would be fairly open to the idea of getting back together. However, once I actually brought this up with him, things went to shit. Oh dear. Uh, those, each of those words is its own sentence. Mm. He was super frustrated, understandably, and now refuses to see me in person at all until we have time to get used to not dating because he doesn't want to give me the wrong idea. I get that he's hurt, and I also understand that it would be unreasonable to expect us to just go back to how we were before the breakup. But I don't get why, if he still has feelings for me, as he seemed to before I said anything, he's not willing to at least let me try to repair things. Ultimately, my question is this. Do you think there's any hope for reconciliation? And if there is, how should I approach this for the next few weeks? Should I keep giving him space and wait for him to come to me? Or should I try to reach out again so he can see how much I care about him? Eagerly awaiting your response, Anonymous. Uh, Do you want to break the bad news or should I? (laughs) It's not every day you get a question where you don't agree with the email writer. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there's nuance there and you're like, well, you know, you're right in some ways, wrong in others. Anonymous. I agree with the guy. I, I think that you guys need to have some time apart to not 
I, there's a lot of togetherness happening here, whether it's friends or as romantic mm-hmm. interests. And it, there's no question you moved in prematurely. Yeah. But I also think in a way it was a gift because it gave yep. you a preview into your life together in the future. And ultimately what it looked like when you were living together, which is the goal from a conventional standpoint to live together in a partnership. It's a good test. It's a good test. And you saw that you don't like living with him. And he doesn't seem to like living with her. Well, yeah, but also she ended up doing all the work. She didn't feel like she was being romanced or cared about. Right. But that's because he wasn't giving. He wasn't giving her because he didn't feel good about it either. Neither of them felt good about this. Yes. So... I feel like she's being a little unrealistic to be like, well, can we just go back in time to how we dated beforehand? It was so light and nope, easy. Can't. That is gone. That's a past version of this relationship now. But I'm also sorry. The, the positive is, is that you you did the test and the test failed. And now, you know. Yeah. The information is all you could ever want. Yeah. I actually think this has potential for friendship. Honestly, it sounds like they're good friends, possibly even friends with benefits at some point. Yeah, possibly after maybe a lot of healing. Yeah. But, you know, I think one of the most telling things about this was how when she broke up with him, still living together, things kind of got good in a a manageable way. Why do you think that happened? You took the pressure off like he was like, oh, I don't need to be in this committed relationship. Now I'm fine. Yeah, because he's not ready for it. And he's not ready for it with you. And he's never going to be ready. I mean, never is a big word, but I don't think this is either of yours forever relationship. So I think that you did the test. The test failed, which is good. That's knowledge. And the reason that things got sort of nice and you had all these dinners with your family, which is kind of weird. The reason that happened. (laughs) Well, I mean, they were living together. It makes sense. I know, but it doesn't make sense that you're broken up with somebody and the guy is having dinner with your family all the time i don't know if that uh, you know what sense. i'm missing here is ages yeah again what, what is with people again, not giving ages? ages in this situation <laughs> the ages don't really matter that much you're right it's not critical information not in this situation. i just always like to know i like to know too in the future please always tell us but the the real clincher for me yeah. is how the relationship got so much better once they're broken up yeah. and living together if i was living if I was living with a woman that I really deeply loved and wanted to potentially spend the rest of my life with, or even a few years with, let's just, whatever. No, okay. Sometimes you don't think about your life, you think a few years. If I was in that situation, I would have been trying every day to mend it. I would have been like heartbroken. I wouldn't have been eating or sleeping. I would have been like, come on, let's make well, this work. Sounds like he was or abs- I would have moved out instantly. I would have mm. been like, I'm living in the street. I don't even want to live in this house anymore. The pressure was immediately yeah, it, taken off. It, it was, was like, all the air was let out. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And he was just like, ah. Well, both of them, both of them, the pressure was taken off and they both were better together. Yes. And she made the right decision and he was relieved. And then they were like, oh, we're friends. Well, it sounds at first like he was hurt and then he would try to cuddle here and there, which, okay, I can see how that would happen. You went from dating to suddenly not. And there's sort of like blurred lines of yeah, what, come on. what is romantic. You've got a warm body that you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And it's right familiar. It's on. comfortable. It's like, of course, that's going to happen. But I think familiar and comfortable are also the reasons why she wants to rekindle it now. Yes. I agree. It's comfort. She wants to go back to comfort. Yes. Instead of putting herself out there and finding something else, she's like, but it's so easy with him. And there were good things before we moved in together. They gave it a shot. They gave it a shot. And 
hello, living together is a huge problem for a lot of couples and a reason why it doesn't work out. And you have to be able to live together to have a long-term relationship, period. Assuming you you want the kind of life, you know, of course there are unconventional marriages out there where maybe you don't live together. We know this exists. But for the most part, if you want the kind of long-term relationship where you are under the same roof, it it does not bode well that you tried it and it went to the... you ended up breaking up. But to be perfectly honest, even if you don't, if you don't want some unconventional relationship where you both live in different apartments, even with that, the fact that in such a short amount of time, you realize that this wasn't a workable situation living together suggests that the relationship isn't great, regardless of what your living situation is going to be. There's a problem there. Yeah. And I think that you should feel relief that you, you sort of did a baptism by fire with this relationship. You realize you tested it. It broke. But what you learned was that you guys are friends. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to live with, I wouldn't have been able to have that kind of living relationship with you or vice versa if I was not your friend. I would have just been like, oh, get me out of this apartment. Or I would have just kept trying to have sex with you, like over and over. (laughs) Like I would have been like, I want sex, I want sex, I want sex, but I don't like you. Or I really like you. And I just want to have a nice time. And this is great. I don't have the pressure of relationship anymore. That's what happened. You're friends. Who knows? Down the line, maybe you get older, you you mature, things change, you guys get back together. Don't hold out hope for that. Right now, this is over. You guys are friends. Give it some distance. Let the wounds heal fully and move on. One thing that really stands out to me, and then I swear we'll move on, is the fact that it they, you know, she wanted to be romance more. He didn't have it in him and he was busy. He didn't help cook and clean. Like all these things happened and they're like, okay, well, we won't, just won't be together anymore. It should be so much easier than this to make it clear that you both mutually want to be in a relationship. Yes, I agree. It's hard to put that into words. And maybe if you've never experienced it, you don't know what I'm talking about. But when it's right, it's effortless. Uh, And I'm not saying it's effortless to cook and clean while you're busy or to make grand gestures. And I don't know how little effort he was making, but it should be effortless that no matter what, breaking up is not an option because you don't want anything but a romantic relationship together. The idea of a friendship, the idea of moving in with you and then us being like, actually, these things are are not the way I pictured them being. We're just going to be friends. Mm -hmm. Like, it's absurd. Mm -hmm. It's absurd that the person that I would want to be with romantically, that I would be like, okay, we'll do that instead. Like, it shouldn't be an option. No, it's not an option. It's either or. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, you were going to say something. No, no, I was just going to add, I was going to add fuel to your argument. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anonymous, I feel bad because I know we're going a little hard on you. And of course, hindsight is 2020. But I have to remind you that this wasn't a matter of you doing something differently. I actually think the outcome was always going to be this. Mm -hmm. If you felt the need for it to happen like this in the first place, because you know, what's a pain in the ass is breaking up with your roommate. Yeah. Think about how bad it was for them to do this. Mm-hmm. She did not want to be with him anymore unless she was doing it to punish him in an ultimatum no, kind of way. No. no. Don't say no. It's a it's a real possibility. That's a- it's a real possibility that she was like, I don't feel appreciated or romance enough this, in this relationship. We're going to break up. And it sounds like it was one-sided at the time. Okay, that's possible. So all I'm saying is, If you did do that, though, I still think you should not get back together because that's a lesson you need to learn. No, no, no. But if she did that 
as as a as a bluff. Yeah. As you're kind of saying, which I know some people have done. I think I may have done that too. Or as if people <laughs> don't do that. Does yeah. That. But she had time to mend that. She had time to reverse that because she was trying to cuddle with her and yeah, being yeah. all like sort of mopey. So that's not what happened. She okay, had but all I'm saying is that, that all I'm saying. Okay, she had time to fix that, and I think it's not what happened personally because yeah. of how difficult I think it is to break up with someone you're living with. It's a big deal. It's not easy. Maybe to go the hardest that. thing in the world. Yeah. To do. So I'm not saying that's what happened, but what I'm saying is they went through that difficult breakup. It was for a reason. Yeah. It's because she didn't want to be with him anymore. Yeah. She's she is thinking wistfully. You know what she's having. We talked about it in a past Q&A is nostalgia. She has mm -hmm. relationship nostalgia for how it was before. She's doing the montage yeah. with the happy 70s yeah, music. The yeah, the pizza and not, wine on no. her terrace. You know, like those were the days. No, forget the montage. The montage is lies. <laughs> the present is what's happening. You're lucky. Think of it on the bright side. You're lucky that you took what could have been dragged out as like a three-year relationship that ended yeah. and you made it a one-year relationship yeah. that ended so consider that they a, put a it silver the, lining they put it in the pressure cooker yeah. and ultimately and they needed to let the air out yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah anonymous uh, i know that's probably not what you wanted to hear but i think the guy's right i think that you guys should have a little breathing room see what happens then mm -hmm. and the f we said this in a past q a too the Honestly, the biggest compliment is someone who really does want to be your friend afterwards. Agreed. And that goes both ways. The fact that you are such good friends, that's actually in some ways more special. Absolutely. Chemistry is a weird thing. You can, we can't put our finger on what chemistry is. Yeah. But I can tell you that friendship, choosing a lifelong friend or even a, a quarter of your lifelong friend is way more valuable, in my opinion, than the element of relationships that is the chemical element, the attraction, the physical, the the je ne sais quoi that Pheromones. makes you want to have babies with this person. Yeah. That's, I believe, less flattering, can I say? Yeah. I don't know. Less important than actually someone choosing you as a friend, which is the ultimate like commitment to you as a human being, yeah. I think. Yeah. Also... I don't know if I really want to go there, but I kind of feel like I must. Mm -hmm. If we were to reverse the genders here, we would call Anonymous an asshole. Oh, you might be right. We would. You it's might like, oh, we live together. Right. Actually, this isn't looking the way I wanted to do. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And then when the girl moves out, he's like, oh, actually, never mind. Oh. I think I do want to. And if she's trying to cuddle with him Ooh. and he's like, eh, you know, yeah. It's worth mentioning. That's interesting. You might be right. I wouldn't go as far as saying asshole. I would say sloppy. Slightly sloppy. Callous. A bit callous. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to consider if the gender roles were reversed and the woman, so meaning the, the roommate, with her perspective, mm -hmm. we would not go easy on anonymous yeah. if it were a man. I agree. Like, the guy has feelings, too. He might not have stepped up in the way she wanted him to as a roommate and as a live-in partner but she's the one that ended it against his will and then he still tried to cuddle and there was some sort of blurred lines he met her parents spent lots of they had all this time together and then he moves out and then suddenly she wants it back again if the roles were reversed we would not be 
we would not think that she's so innocent. We would no, feel bad for the for the girl and in this case the I guy. Agree. And I think in this case the guy is taking the more adult I route agree. and he's trying his best to do this the right way. Sorry, so. Anonymous. I feel bad. But we're being honest. Yeah. Just, you wanted honesty. You wanted honesty. She did ask for honesty. Yeah. And you know what? The best thing you're getting out of this is a really great friendship. This can I be a fantastic so. lifelong friendship. And I think you should value that for what it is. It just needs a, a period of cooling off. Yeah. And a, a significant period. So, Move on. So be respectful of the friendship and slowly phase out the romance. The, the romance. I was about to say romance. Tickle, romantic, romantical. <laughs> Isn't that funny how just putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable just makes the word so funny? It's it's so strange. It is. Interesting uh, phenomenon. It is. Anyway, anonymous. It's an interesting phenomenon. <laughs> All right, anonymous. I know we went hard on you, but I think I think this is a good dose of truth time. Yeah. And. A friendship like this is really a valuable thing, honestly. Mm -hmm. So I hope that you don't take the friendship you've built with this person for granted. All right, moving on. All right, this next email is from someone who says that this email is not anonymous, but please don't use my name. <laughs> wow, it's a lot of work to just say anonymous. Should, I, should we give her a name or should we just say anonymous? I think anonymous okay. will, will, will suffice. Yeah. This next email is from anonymous. Hmm. Dear Shandy, O to the M to the G. Super straightforward question of which I need advice. However, there is some backstory. So, a little over a month ago, I encountered this devilishly striking gentleman at the gym whom I had never seen before. And by gym, I mean workout class. Think berries, although it's not berries. <laughs> Naturally, because this class was a special workout class, after which we took a photo, later I went on to the gym's Instagram and saw who liked the picture. And I found him. Now, I know what you're thinking. First off, why didn't I just strike up a conversation with him during or after class? Well, my plan was to eventually do that in a subsequent class or, fingers crossed, get him to do the same because don't want to sound too whatever, but I'm a beast. <laughs> and so is he. So it could be a natural talking point in the future. Does she mean that she's hot? I have no idea. Does she mean that they're both like hideously ugly? No, I mean, she says he's devilishly striking. Oh, so they're beasts, like they're workout beasts. Like they're like really in shape. Is that what it is? Or is beast just like, I'm that hot that of course he would come speak to me. She I, said I, she hoped he would strike up conversation with her. Maybe because we, we need to Google beast. like urban slang. <laughs> urban dictionary like, beast. Urban dictionary beast. You yeah. want me to? Yeah, I think we need to. Okay. All right. Beast mode. It's like you're like really <laughs> like. It says a person that is extremely talented at whatever they do and always display great yeah. determination, dedication. I don't know why that's relevant that they're both beasts. I, yeah, I also don't know why that would be a reason why she would think that he would strike up a conversation with her. It's it's a poor choice of word. I think is it? We, we can confirm that that that. What or she we meant just don't understand is, what the kids are saying, and beast means I, something. I Maybe think I'm it's still an acronym. Young enough to understand what beast means in 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 colloquial language, and I believe that what she's saying is they're both amazing. Okay. And for some reason, that suggests that they. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Well, let's just give her a pass on okay. that and assume that what she's saying is they're both really in shape and good looking and have great personalities, and thus, why don't they just chat up each other? 
Okay. Sort of. Yeah. No, that I guess. But to me, they're mutually exclusive. I don't see it, why. It's okay. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I think we can we can uh, say with assurance that she said something that she didn't really fully or flesh out. Sweet, it's just not in our lexicon. Like we don't I, understand. I, I'm going to give us the benefit of the doubt on this one. <laughs> okay. So she so she said. So is he? He is also a beast. So it could be a natural talking point in the future. So I looked him up and naturally stalked him a bit, found out where he works, which is a fitness-related gig. Basically, I could schedule an appointment with him at his workplace if I wanted to. And I wanted to. But first, I thought, I'm going to try and figure out when he takes class and just maybe change my schedule a bit. I tried this for a bit and then gave up. So I scheduled an appointment at his workplace. I'm not going to say what it is, but think personal trainer or something to that effect. So round about three weeks from my first encounter with him, I see him again at my scheduled session at his workplace. He doesn't remember or at least acknowledge remembering me from the gym and I don't mention it. He's wearing a mask during our interaction. I obviously acknowledge that it's part of his job to engage with customers, but he was very engaging and I felt like we were on a speed date. I find him adorable. Plus, he's intelligent, sweet, as I mentioned, fit, also Okay, as she's mentioned, I, I understand it. what I she's beast, meant. I understand yeah. now. So, so they're both really in shape. They're so obviously unbelievably in shape that it seems like a natural fit that they would start <laughs> talking to each other. Okay, we got it. I think this says something about how many workout classes it's, we go you know, to. <laughs> it's it's literally like two like people in like some seminar who both are the unbelievable like what do they call it steam steam pipe captain steampunk steam pumps steam pumps. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I screwed that up. Steampunk. It's like you're in like a, you go to like some seminar, you know, yeah. like, and you, and, and everyone's like just basic. And then there's two hardcore steampunks. Yeah. Steampunk. steampunk. Well, they're, I think steampunk is a style. I don't think it's, you use that as a noun. Like, like, well, yeah, it's a style. It no, it is a noun, but I mean, like, you wouldn't say there's two steampunks. I'm saying there's two steampunks and everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> there's two people who look like that. They're thing. dressed in a ste- in steampunk yeah, so, style. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, well, naturally, there might be a conversation here. Yeah. You might be like, hey, I noticed you were steampunky like myself. Yeah. So I think steampunk. that's what that's what she meant. They're both so unbelievably obviously fit that it's almost like they're of steampunks. Of course, they would talk to each other. Exactly. Yeah. Which, is, which is extremely... Um, Seem to be self-absorbed thing to say. <laughs> Do you think so? It's extremely, um, I would say, I narcissistic in a benevolent way. Well, I feel like people of that level of fitness who are like into being fit and and showing off how fit they are and like they I think that they do gravitate towards each other. Yeah. Like there are a lot of people who meet at what are those workout classes where they're like pushing Pilates no we're like pushing tires over and stuff CrossFit yeah there's a lot of people that meet at CrossFit yeah so we this is just not in our clearly we're not these people so it's not something that I get yeah I don't know if it's necessarily do you think it's an arrogant thing to say I mean that's what I mean the word the word was arrogant it's not self-absorbed narcissistic that's too 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 extreme yeah but I think honestly if they if you've earned beast in the fitness department yeah. i think you're allowed to say i'm a beast because it's it takes a lot of work and it's obvious you know you're not you're not hiding no one's like oh were you born that way no i obviously worked 
very hard to get this body. Yeah. And I'm allowed to say I'm a beast. I'll give it to Yeah. Them. I guess the part that I don't understand is why two beasts would naturally. As I said, yeah. it's the same thing. You just don't understand us. We're not gym people. Uh, yeah. But it's the same thing as steampunk people who represent steampunk. <laughs> At a punk. convention or a, a conference where everyone's wearing suits. Or like a small classroom where everyone's really basic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And there's two obvious steampunks. Yeah, yeah. They're clearly going to be like, so, steampunk? Yeah, <laughs> steampunk. This question's cracking me up already. Okay, so. Is that the word steampunk? Yeah. You sure? Yes. God, I would hate it if I'm That's wrong That's where people that. wear like stopwatches. Oh, yeah. And it's like a very, vests. And... It's, it's like taking hipster to like yeah, the, yeah. the space, you know, outer space. Yes. It's like the ultimate hipster. Yeah outfit and that's what i was trying to yeah. convey <laughs> so she says he's intelligent sweet as i mentioned fit also seemingly very humble and just overall without sounding crazy my initial physical attraction to him was completely validated by his personality nice. after our session as i was leaving he said it was quote very nice to meet you and lingered a bit as i left I scheduled another session two weeks later, and it transpired just as the first session. Chemistry. During this session, he asks me what I'm doing this weekend. I tell him. He tells me his plans and also tells me exactly where he'll be, but says he's going there with co-workers, so I don't expect an invite. Additionally, and don't ask how I know this, but I happen to know it's his birthday on this day. She has stalked him so hard. Oh, that's so hardcore. I say I've never heard of the place, and he says he'll tell me how it is. I expect he means he'll tell me during our next session, which is presumptuous, because who knows, he doesn't necessarily know if I'll have another session. Mm -hmm. So I leave, and I'm effing smitten as all hell, and my question is, do I add him on Instagram to allow him to potentially ask me out? I feel like ordinarily, if he was interested, he wouldn't hesitate to find me or ask me out even in person, if he's single, which he may not be. But his Instagram bodes well for me on that front. But because of the nature in which we met, perhaps he has boundaries. I'm on the fence as to whether I should just follow him and say fuck it, or if I should wait to do so until after my next session with him, because that is my last scheduled session, although of course I could schedule more. But I guess my strategy with the latter option is to put the ball in his court, so to speak, to plan on not going back for another session and see if he DMs me. Mm. Alternatively, I could just add him now to let him know, hey, I'm interested. Or do I not do anything at all? Even though he goes to my gym, he informed me that he paused it. It sounds like right after I saw him there, so it may be difficult to see him organically again for a while. What to do, what to do. I can't emphasize enough how much of a catch this guy is. Also, Andy, he's over 36. Ooh. All right, so I followed up because I wanted ages. Their ages and if this was a major city or somewhere smaller. And she says she's 33, he's 39, and huh. it's a major city. Okay, so totally good age difference and major. So I would have guessed younger ages. I would have guessed had you not told me anything that they were both fairly young. Yes. Yeah. Because this feels very, it feels young to me. This, it feels young. This sort of like stalking and should I do this? Well, should I do that? Uh, first of all, I'm flattered that we are being asked social media advice. <laughs> Extremely flattered. Thank you. If you're going to the wrong place, but it's okay. I also would like to say that modern dating is a nightmare. Mm -hmm. What is this? What What is this question? I, it's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. It is a ridiculous question. What makes it ridiculous is that it's not a ridiculous question. That's why I'm saying modern dating is a nightmare. Yeah. This is an actual thing. Yeah. This is not. This is not crazy. Yeah. She's not nuts. She's not nuts. This is. This is what I think. 
and I, and you know, I like to give, I like to be not old fashioned about this. I think there are times when in a heterosexual situation, I think a woman can take a little bit of the lead and be like, I think she has to in today's day. Yeah. She's put in a, already in a disadvantage by online dating. So she has to take a little bit more of a lead than I would have said, you know, 30 years which ago. Which she clearly already has. She's scheduled sessions with him, which I actually think is risky, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, finish. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is and I was going to make that point. Thank you. She already took the initiative to schedule sessions with him. And then I clearly went a step further by kind of engaging pretty heavily with him on a personal level. I think she's made it pretty clear that she's interested. Why not say, oh, like maybe I'll stop by your thing. Like, first of all, when you go out with coworkers, when you're in fitness, it's different than going out with coworkers when you work at Morgan Stanley. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, it's not yeah. like they're like, oh, so what do you think for the third quarter of the fitness place? Like, give me a yeah. break. <laughs> the yeah, like it's just like, hey man, are you working on your buys or what's? Is that what they call them, buys, or is it something else? Are your your guns? You think they don't? They can't be bothered with two syllables. They can't say bicep. Oh no, it's all one syllable. How are your buys oh, doing? Every single word. Well, I mean, is quads, glutes, everything. No, if you say two syllables for body part, you're clearly not in fitness. It's not your thing. You're not a beast, that's for sure. But I will say that she has already taken several steps of initiative. Why not take it a step further and be like, hey, you know, I'm I'm actually like, you want to, you want, just, you want to meet up. Okay. You want to hang out. Okay. She should have said something already. To, to me, she forced herself into the corner of having to make the first move by scheduling sessions with him yes. because she is now his client. It's unprofessional for yes. him to be like, hey, you want to bang? Yes. He is not in a position where he can ask her out. Remember, he doesn't know the the body of the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg is she's a client. Yes. And she scheduled sessions with him. He can assume that she's interested in him, but he can't act on it. No. He can, but it's it would risky. be inappropriate. It's risky. And he doesn't know, again, the the meat of the iceberg, which is that she saw, she saw him at that other class and that she sought him out, unless she told him all this, in which case I still think he needs to tread carefully because if he asks her out and she's like, wait, that's inappropriate, he can actually get fired for that. Yeah. So she forced herself by becoming his client that to be the one to make that first move. Yes. She has to ask him out. This is it's you're not about following. Right. She can follow him if she wants, but anonymous, you must ask him yeah. out because I don't think he can ask you out anymore. Yeah, go beast mode. You're beast. <laughs> ask him out. I feel like she's focusing on the wrong side of trying to get the guy to make the first move. She's created this whole relationship with him in her mind. Then a very little of it is actually based on reality. Basically, there's like, there's a trip. She has to take a day trip and she's like, it's like 100 miles away. It's like, oh, how am I going to get there? I have to build a car. No, you rent a car. She's trying to build a car. Yeah. Just rent the car. Go to the <laughs> rental place and get the car. That's all she has to do. Build a car? She's trying to build a car? From scratch. Build it. Like literally, she's trying to buy metal and like I see parts. what you're saying. She's trying to piece together maybe a meet cute or uh some you know he's chivalrous and is like you know he makes the first move and it's all romantic but there is way too much established here now for that to happen she she has stalked him ad nauseum she's written into a podcast asking if she should just follow him 
Not only should you follow him okay. because clearly you have a relationship now. This is ridiculous. You've done enough. Yeah. Put the final nail in the coffin, not to create a negative analogy to this. <laughs> Go ask him out. You don't have to make it formal. You don't have to be like, hello, I would like to go on a date with you. Yeah. Just hear a beast. He's a beast. He's <laughs> going to be very happy that you took the pressure off him. You think he's not going to want to go hang out with you? If he's going to want to hang out with you, go just say, make I it mean, casual. Be I like, mean, hey, you want to get a coffee after this thing? Or you want to, uh, my friend is having a little thing at this bar. You want to come by? Just, yeah. ah, come on. This is easy. Yes. This How, is... is this a question a beast asks? <laughs> I'm starting to think the beast is only in the physical. I don't think you're a real beast. I question her beastdom. I think she, a couple things she needs to bear in mind when she does do this, because it's clear we're both saying that she has to make this move. I think she's putting a lot of stock into niceties that happen between uh, I don't know, a personal trainer or someone in this, in this industry and client. She's yeah. like, oh, he was really really nice with me it felt like he was lingering he said it was very nice to meet you i say it was very nice to meet people yeah all the time whether or not it actually was nice to me 90 percent of the time when i say it's nice to meet you it's not nice. it wasn't nice to meet them it's irrelevant all i'm saying is that i i think she has built this up to be something that it may not be but the only way she'll know first of all anonymous you have to just see this through because i feel like it's going to haunt you just ask him out he may not feel that way about you. He really might not. He might not. I'm guessing if she's the beast that she says she is and he's a beast, there's going to be a beast connection there. But irrelevant. You've done all this work. You've done all this thinking. Now you're talking about Instagram. Fuck Instagram. Yeah. Fuck Instagram. Yeah. Ask him out. Ask him out in person. In person. Be like, hey, you doing anything after work? Or, or hey, you want to meet at this place? Or hey, my friends are out. You know, if you want to come by. You'll know instantly whether this is a thing or not. And then you, you have to, you can start without having this whole game of it following on Instagram. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is not the way a beast thinks. <laughs> you keep bringing it back to she's the beast. She's not a beast. She may look like a beast, but she doesn't act like a beast. I think that next time you're like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And he says, oh, I'm having drinks with coworkers. Well, I'm going to be there. Yeah, or and he says specifically where he's going to be. You could easily just slip in a, like, oh, can non-coworkers drop by? Yeah, can I drop by with my friend? Yeah. Easy. That way it doesn't have to be so heavy-handed. Can mm -hmm. I drop by with my friend? Yeah. Easy. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Anonymous, I think, rip off the Band-Aid. And then you'll know the information. You will know. I would say within within 10 seconds, you will know everything you need to know. Yeah. And then you can stop spinning your wheels, right? Yes. Because then even if he's not interested in her. It's over. Then we'll she stop can wasting your time. You go beast mode on somebody else. <laughs> All right, Anonymous. Or should we just call her Beast? She's a beast. Which is strange because when I was, well, and I don't want to talk about that. But Beast did not have a good connotation when I was a kid. Oh, really? It was not something good. Really? I think Beast has evolved over the years. To mean someone who really works out a lot? Yeah, I think. When I was a, a, a child, calling someone a Beast was not a compliment. Well, I mean, I, that makes more sense to me, honestly. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I was a young man, calling someone a Beast was not a compliment. I think it's changed. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Oh, God, I feel like I just got some insight into the world of 
I'm gonna major be very, fitness buffs. I'm going to be very careful about how I use the word boost from now yeah, on. Yeah, seriously. I might be giving someone a compliment I don't want to give them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny direction to take that. Mm. All right, Beast. Good luck. Please make that move. I insist. All right. Good luck. All right. This next question is also from Anonymous. Hi, Charlene and Andy. Oh, anonymous. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, go on. I'm a huge fan of your podcast, Smiley Face. I walk many miles a day with my dog, and when your pods are released, I'm very excited to have you both to listen to. Okay, she redeemed herself. <laughs> I'll try to keep this short. I am a young 47-year-old woman. I have now been single for two years. This is likely the longest I have ever been single since the age of 15. I was married, have two kids, am friendly with my ex, and have been divorced for 15 years. Kids are 22 and 25. My question is with respect to an ex-boyfriend who I dated for two years from 2015 to 17. For the purpose of this, we will call him D. D who? D's nuts. Are you happy? Yes, I am. (laughs) Okay. Go on. D and I had a very good relationship. We traveled extensively together and had many common interests. Sexually, we were a match also. The main reason for our breakup was timing. We were both out of recent long-term relationships and trust. Ooh. So timing and trust. I was guilty of telling white lies to allow myself time alone. This caused mistrust with D, understandably. The relationship ultimately deteriorated because of my white lies. I need alone time and I just couldn't bring myself to tell him. And his lack of trust as he would catch me in these lies and think I was up to something. I wasn't. I now know that my way of handling this was wrong. Fast forward four years. I had one further relationship for two years, which was very unhealthy. We have since broken up and I have chosen to be alone since. I have heard from Dee a couple of times in the last couple of years, usually when he is somewhere that reminds him of a trip we took. Short and sweet messages and then nothing more. I think about Dee a bit, however, recently, as I was in an incredibly bad accident and Dee happened to be at the scene. Wow. Whoa. I want more information about that. That's crazy d was incredible he stayed with me until the ambulance came he came to the hospital with me and remained with me he ensured i got home after being discharged and checked on me a few times since four weeks later i am not fully recovered but getting there i dropped a gift off for him for all he did for me and specially stated in the card thank you for all you did for me i am not someone who's comfortable with many seeing me like that however i didn't realize until that moment that you are someone that brings me comfort he texted to thank me for the gifts and said they quote brought a smile to his face question i'm very interested in d again i feel he is the one that got away i don't however feel that i should reach out again i think my thank you card basically stated that i am interested When I dropped it off, I said to him, keep in touch. We should go for lunch. And he said, yes, for sure. It's been four days and I have not heard from him. Question is, do I confess my feelings? He is single and he told me this. I feel I hurt him more in our relationship previously. Or do I just wait, see if he reaches out? I sort of feel I have basically implied I am interested. Seems like a perfect romance story with no happy ending. Help, Anonymous. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, I just basic ground rules 
for these situations, yeah. I think, since she, as self-admitted, hurt him more mm-hmm. in the relationship that ended. Yeah, the ball's in her court. There are two variables here. There, there, I need to understand one of the variables. If she is 100% sure she wants to enter into a very serious relationship with him again, mm-hmm. then she can take the lead in press. Yeah. But if she's not, and she's just kind of testing the waters, since she already hurt him more than he hurt her in their yeah. last relationship, she doesn't have the right, in my opinion, to press on him that she wants to try something, unless she's sure this is her guy right now. But it's not fair. Let him respond. He's already been hurt. Let him do the the response. So I see this a little differently than you because it has been four years. And the gift that she gave him was a thank you for for something he just did. Like it's circumstantial. It's not out of the blue. The gift itself is not a, by the way, I'm interested. She thinks she has implied she's interested. I don't think it's enough. I don't. She said, keep in touch. We should go for lunch. He said, yes, sure. I don't really think that means a whole lot honestly i agree with you and and this is the one caveat to what i feel is that that her words sounded extremely friend zony yes so so he may be a little confused i i agree with you and still agree with me (laughs) because i think what what needs to happen is she may need to clarify a little bit more to make it a little more clear that this might be something more than friends but after that then again sit back and wait for his response So I feel that when someone hurts someone else, it's on them to be the one. The ball is then in their court to mend it. Yeah. Yeah, Because otherwise the person who's hurt also has to be the one to put themselves on the line again and try to rekindle things. Yeah. But if you hurt the person and then you go in again, you double dip and you're not sure about what your emotional situation is going to be when you go in again and then you hurt them again. Yeah. Okay. I do agree with that. I feel like anonymous, you'd better make sure that you actually are interested in D again and not just seeing him through rose colored glasses. Cause you're like, Oh, he handled this so great. Did you still think of him before the accident? And he was so great in that situation. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with you on that. However, let's say, you know, put a pin in that. Let's say she officially is like, I do. I have been thinking of him. I'm interested. 100%. I agree. with Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's a two parter answer. Yes. If Anonymous, you are 100% sure that this is not, you're not just circumstantially interested in D because you're single, he's single, and he was great when you got in the accident, but you actually miss him and wish that you had done things differently the first time around and think there's real potential, then part B of this answer is, I think the ball is in your court, and this might sound crazy for me to say, but they dated 2015 to 2017, So much has changed in those four to six years. Yeah. In terms of dating. Sure. Even five years ago, 10 years ago, each year makes such a difference with online dating becoming as prevalent, as omnipresent as it is. And I think that you just need to be, you got to make it really clear that you're interested in him romantically. I personally, if I were him, I would not necessarily feel that you. you were interested in me. I agree. There, There's there's kind of three things happening here. Yeah. One is, I don't think the message that she has, or the messages she has sent to him are clear enough yeah. to, to convey her intention. She says, but I feel I've basically implied it's I'm not, interested. You gotta, you gotta do, be more literal than that. Yeah. But, but once you are heavy handed, she should, she should 
in other words, accentuate what she's already done. Give another like, hey, by the way, this is a little more than friends. Yeah. But once you've done that, I believe that unless it's, this is a flow chart, basically. Yeah. I believe that unless she is really confident that she wants to give this a real go, she should have to wait for him because she's the herder. Yeah. The herder must wait. After she's made it clear. After she's made it clear. Yes. I can say from personal experience that there have been times in my life where I was in a very similar situation and something happened where I met the person again or I was in a I was down or something, something bad happened to me. And I went for some reason emotionally back to this person who I had hurt mm -hmm. and the relationship was over. Yeah. And I went back to them in my mind thinking, I want to I want to rekindle this. And I am so happy in hindsight that I didn't do that. This has happened like two or three times in my life. Oh. I am so happy in hindsight I didn't do that because I know that in the end, I would have just hurt them again. Yeah. So my advice is you have to be extremely clear that you want something more than just a, a temporal you know, band-aid for this emotional situation. Mm -hmm. You want something long-term. You really want to give it a go. And if you do, then and go for it. And she's changed. I mean, she is taking a lot of responsibility here. She says it ultimately deteriorated because of her white lies. So she's not pretending that she did nothing wrong here. Yeah. I feel like she should also make sure that she would not do that again. All of the above. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be good. Be commit to the yeah. relationship in a good, a healthy way. Really commit to doing this or just let him respond. Yeah. It's not your place to push it if you're not sure what you're doing. It's really, I have to emphasize, you do not ever want to hurt someone twice. It is a tremendous crime. Yes. Hurting someone in a romantic situation is, is one of the most painful things anyone can experience. Mm -hmm. There are shades of it, but it can be extremely painful. So watch out. Yeah. Don't do it Don't again do it unless you are sure of your intentions. Okay. Well, that's an interesting... Yeah way to come at this that I don't know if I would have thought of. So I'm glad you said that. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at it a little more in this, like in the now. In the now, she should make it a little more firm. I agree. Yeah. She should tailor her like, language to make it more clear, yeah. but then wait. I think asking, some, sure. saying, oh, we should get lunch sometime is... You're right. It's People say all the time, well, let's hang out soon. It's like, okay, are you actually going to... It's almost small talk. It's yeah. almost like, hey, yeah, I'll see you some other yeah, time. Yeah, and her card and her see gift were, in my opinion, related to the accident and not a general hi like yeah. how's it going are you still single you know they're, they're not the same thing so he may he may even feel that it's almost like out of obligation she feels yes. bad she's like oh we should have lunch but i don't really mean yeah. that but i feel like i should at least say something because you were so nice yeah if anything he probably thinks that she only gave him that card and gift because he was so yeah. great to her and in, and in sort of form going through this again in my mind you're a hundred percent right and I am 100% right. Yes. We are both right. Yes. It just depends on what's going on in her head. Yeah. That's how she should proceed. Yeah. And you should proceed responsibly. Yeah. Anonymous. Mainly. That's the main thing. Responsibly. Men have feelings too. They do. And they, they, <laughs> and they probably as deep as women, except they hide them. Yeah. You don't see them as much. Mm -hmm. but, but they're there. And they, yeah. And they hurt. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I have also been hurt. And I was sad. Okay. So Anonymous, if you're sure you want to do this, you're sure that you actually want D back and not just because he was great during the accident, I would do more than imply you're interested. Yeah. I would just say I'm interested and yes. ask him out. And next time you, you write into uh, our podcast or any other podcast, I would suggest you use another letter. Otherwise, you will subject yourself to D jokes. <laughs>
which I can't resist. Unless I'm 12. <laughs> All right, Anonymous, good luck. All right, Andy, I think then that's a wrap for yeah. this Q&A. Mm -hmm. Feeling good? Feeling all right. I felt like today's questions sort of accidentally all ended up in a similar vein, but they were like variations on, on variations the same on theme. Variations on a theme. They yeah. were very thematic q and Yeah, it's sort of making that move and are they interested? Rekindling. Yeah. Wanting back someone you hurt. Interesting. Anyway, I think we can wrap there. We can. If you guys enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we're going to ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, leave us Apple podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. And on that note, I think that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.